Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Complex Trauma Recovery Podcast. This is my special Patreon-only bonus episode. Um, So thank you guys for supporting me and subscribing to my Patreon. This episode, I'm going to be talking about two things that relate to each other. I'm going to be breaking down borderline personality disorder from a trauma-informed, attachment-informed lens, and I'm going to be talking about and breaking down the phenomenon of structural dissociation, which I think a lot of people experience, but not everyone knows that there's a name for it and a lot of research about it. So let's jump in. Um, I get a lot of questions about borderline personality disorder on my accounts, and I think that's because there's clearly a lot of ties to trauma, and there's a lot of confusion about what EPD is, um, if it's caused by trauma, there's a lot of like debate about that in the mental health field. So I'm just going to give you guys my thoughts about it. Obviously, different people have different ideas about this, but this is what I believe from my from my research and my experience. So I, I definitely believe fully that borderline personality disorder is a trauma disorder. Um, and there's actually been confusion about like what would happen if we added CPTSD to the DSM what would happen to the borderline diagnosis because they are so similar like there are so many overlapping symptoms between the two that it would be um kind of like challenging to add in cptsd and leave bpd so some people have said that bpd should be added in or bpd should be integrated into like a cptsd diagnosis or cptsd should replace bpd and the reason that the the symptoms are so similar um i can kind of summarize briefly using the criteria from the IC- ICD, which is the our international um, billing codes, where CPTSD has been added. So not in the DSM, but it's in the ICD. I talked about this briefly in my episode, CPTSD 101. So the symptoms that are discussed um, in the CPTSD diagnosis criteria, diagnostic criteria, include three of the symptoms from the classic PTSD diagnosis, which includes avoidance of triggering situations, um, sense of like current threat and hypervigilance, and flashbacks, like flashbacks to the trauma in one form or another. So that's, those are the three symptoms that are borrowed from the PTSD diagnosis and go into CPTSD. The three additional diagnostic criteria are dysregulation and disorganization in three biopsychosocial areas, emotional regulation, attachment and self-concept. So this means that people with CPTSD experience dysregulation with their emotions chronically, lots of, you know, ups and downs and difficulty managing emotions. Um, They experience disorganization in their attachment system, so insecure and unstable attachment patterns. And a disorganized self-concept means, you know, poor self-esteem, negative self-concepts, lack of a stable sense of identity, a shifting sense of self, those sorts of things. So, you know, you can see that those symptoms are very similar to some of the criteria for borderline personality disorder, where there's a lot of um, mood dysregulation, there's, you know, a shifting and unstable sense of identity, and there's the attachment issues with the, you know, fears of abandonment and the history of unstable and chaotic relationships. So already, you know, we can see a lot of diagnostic overlap. When it comes down to it, like, I've heard people try to make the argument that well, not everyone with BPD has trauma. You know, I have BPD and I don't have trauma. Or so, you know, my friend has BPD and they don't have trauma. Um, And I never feel comfortable saying directly to people, like, yes, you do have trauma if they believe that they don't, because obviously, like, that's a personal thing for them to figure out and I don't want to dictate that for them. However, I do not believe it makes sense that you could end up with borderline personality disorder without experiencing trauma. Um, Now, there may be some biological predispositions or vulnerabilities, but 
there has to be some traumatic experiences. And I think people are just not recognizing trauma for what it is. And I've talked about this before that there are so many more subtle kinds of traumas that get, um, you know, mistaken and ignored because they're not really big, huge events that really stand out or they're not maybe what you, what you, you know, associate with a traumatic childhood. But, you know, if we look at the diagnostic criteria for BPD, one of the main things that we see is those issues with attachment, right? Like the fear of abandonment, the unstable relationships. And frankly, you don't end up with an insecure attachment style unless you experience some form of attachment trauma, like full stop. You know, we are wired for secure attachment. We're wired to feel close to other people and have close, you know, meaningful connections with other people. It's like part of our survival. And you, you don't like just develop an insecure attachment style for no reason. You experience some sort of attachment instability or insecurity that teaches you, you know, that other people aren't safe or that relationships aren't safe or that you're going to be abandoned or whatever. So I just don't really see anyone ending up with really severe abandonment issues unless they have actually experienced some kind of abandonment, whether it's emotional abandonment or, or physical abandonment um, and so on. So I believe that attachment trauma is at the root of, you know, borderline personality disorder for pretty much everyone that I've ever met diagnosed with that. Now, a lot of people with CPTSD also feel that they were misdiagnosed with BPD because borderline personality disorder is in the DSM, CPTSD isn't. So if you have a lot of these CPTSD symptoms, you might end up with a BPD diagnosis. You know, some people relate to that diagnosis, some people don't. But they're very, very, very similar, CPTSD and BPD. So I do believe that you have to experience some trauma in order to develop borderline personality disorder. Um, CPTSD and BPD don't always look exactly the same because BPD is a specific manifestation of group symptoms. So I think it's important to remember that the DSM does not explain how a disorder develops. It doesn't explain why those symptoms are there or what they really are. The DSM is just a list of grouped symptoms that, you know, provide information for diagnosis. So we can break the symptoms of borderline personality disorder down and ask, like, what's the function? What's actually going on here? And, you know, there's a number of disorders that people can be born with that, that aren't trauma-based. You know, to name a few, ADHD, autism, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Um, but I, I don't believe that personality disorders fit into that category. Um, I think that you can see clearly the way that these different you know, symptoms are trauma responses. And in many cases, the symptoms actually fit really perfectly into literature and research that we already have around trauma and around how different trauma responses form. So I'm going to talk about some of those. And this is what's going to lead me into discussing structural dissociation. This is an easy way that I think I can explain it. Everyone with borderline personality disorder would qualify for having CPTSD, but not everyone with CPTSD would meet the diagnostic criteria for borderline personality disorder. Hello everyone, thank you for listening to the Complex Trauma Recovery Podcast. Every month I release one additional bonus episode on Patreon. Um, you can subscribe for only $5 a month if you want to support me, support my work, and get access to some extra content every month. I hope you enjoy it, and if you'd like access to the full episode, the link to my Patreon account is in my bio.